Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And I suggest you shut up and show more football. Come on, come on. Bigger, bigger. We've done that! Can we not knock it? I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let them on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls follow the troll, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. Understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he was a great player. Yes, he was a wonderful leader. But he wasn't a magician. I'll take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. A dateline Thursday, December 24. So, that's when we record it. Any time from Friday, December 25, yes. if you're listening, yes. then it's probably the right thing for us to do to say Happy Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you mean, well, oh, oh, yeah, you sound surprised. Well, it could be, honestly, the kind of year it's been, it could be June the 24th, and that would not, it wouldn't make any difference to me. And I think a lot of people will feel like that. It's a tough, tough year, but yes, have the happiest of Christmases you possibly can, yes. is uh, what uh, I would I, like I to I say. I hope that the festive meals are probably being prepared right yeah. now, if they have been enjoyed. Um, turkey, of course, in the UK. Are you a turkey or a chicken man, by the way? Turkey. No, you see, I prefer chicken. Why? Well, because I like chicken better than turkey. I have I, to I say... I find turkey, if it's not cooked perfectly, because it's a bit dry, Richard. Well, you're a so? chef. Yeah? You're a chef. Well, no, it's quite. But How I, many I, times have you said, if I don't cook, I wouldn't eat in my house? Yeah, that's fair enough. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, the blind... Uh, test if I if I blindfolded you yeah. and put turkey and chicken in front oh, of I'd you, know. you'd never know. I would get off. I would uh, pickled herring in Sweden. I'd know that. And as we learned last week, if you're in Japan, then then I hope the family bucket of KFC went down very well. Uh, <laughs> welcome. I am Richard Keys, and I'm Andy Gray. These are the formal introductions. Um, this may or may not be the last podcast of the year. I, I do think we should record you next week. So? Yeah, I do think we should record okay. next week. Um, Thanks to everyone who's subscribed to this podcast, a uh, new venture for us. Uh, all your kind words and support are really, truly appreciated. If you're listening for the first time, please do subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Insta and Twitter at Keys and Grey Pod. And you have to spell it out in its entirety, at Keys and A-N-D Grey Pod. A quick mention of last week's podcast. Yeah. You just asked me before we started recording. Um, a huge and very positive reaction, Andy. If you haven't heard it, please do go back and listen. Andy and I were joined by Derek Johnston, who was a baby, and he was, 
um, played in and described later the horrific events at uh, Ibrox nearly 50 years ago now, will be on January mm -hmm. the 2nd, 66 died. Uh, Andy, you were there as, what, a fan, mm -hmm. uh, DJ playing, yeah. and, and it really was moving to hear personal testimony on an event that perhaps until now hasn't received the attention and reflection it deserves. I, I do think, and I strongly think, that we should stop on January the 2nd for a minute ahead of all of the football that's going to be played on that day and remember the forgotten football tragedy. I, I, I can't think of a reason why not. I really can't. If it were 49 or 51, yeah, may, maybe someone would say, well, you know, we haven't done to this point. Well, this is the 50th. It's 50 years. And it's time. Yeah. It's the right time. I would agree. Uh, so, um, the League Cup dream's over for the Toffees. Yeah. A poor. Poor. Um, I, can't, I can't sit here and say um, Everton were robbed. Everton played really well and should have won the game. They didn't and they weren't. Um, and United were the better side, started the best. We could have been coupled down in the first 20 minutes. Um, and even though all Solskjaer made, what, nine changes in his team, um, it's, it shows you the depth and, and of the, the group of people he's got there. They were much better, Richard. The only thing I would take exception to is that whether Cavani should have been on the pitch to score the opening goal. Um, that would be my... Well, he shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. He absolutely shouldn't. And I'm not having that just that because VAR wasn't there, it was missed. No, I, I watched the footage. I watched the game. And... The incident, the referee was looking straight at it. The fact that somebody said he never saw it was rubbish. And I'm a bit surprised at Ollie when he comes out with the excuses that, you know, well, it was two South Americans who have come up against each other in spiky games before, and, you know, it was nothing. Oh, Sorry, that's Ollie. That's okay then. So when, so when uh, Argentina play yes. uh, Brazil then, or, or people can go well, around chinning each so other. So when they? Scotland players play against England players in the Premier League, they can go about no, chinning each other. Nonsense. No, you can't. You can't. If you'd have just said, uh, you know, we might have got away with one there, yeah. yeah. I think that would have been the right thing to say. But to dismiss it as just two South Americans who have played against each other in the Copa America recently. So it was bound to be spiky. It was a proper... No, sorry. It wasn't no. a proper proper match in that respect. You can't no. grab somebody around to throw it, throw them to the ground and expect to stay on the football pitch. So they were fortunate in that respect. But um, it would be sour grapes for me to sit here and say that that, that was the reason that uh, United won. They won because of the better side on the mm. night. I, I, I fear for Brucey. Um, really not very good at all. Who do you fear most for <laughs> in the league at the moment? Brucey or Arteta? Because they're two of your good well, subjects. I don't think Brucey's going to come under any pressure at all from the owner. Right. The owner loves him. Right. He loves the calm that Brucey's brought. He loves the fact that he's not had to have constant irritation from the manager's from the office. Manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I I can't see him wanting to rush to change, but but may, maybe pressure. the pressure from outside might start to have them thinking about it. Um, Arteta, I, I <sighs> <laughs> it's your favourite subject at the moment. Well, this week I just I, I conclude he's just stupid. I, I I I thought he leaned towards arrogant. Go on, expand. How on earth, when you are desperate for a result, you change your goalkeeper yeah, 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 yeah. to play against Manchester City? Hmm. The fellow was a bag of nerves. Why not put your first team out because it's a really important night and, and you've got to be competitive? You've beaten them previously in, in a cup tie, in the FA Cup. And by the way, they're not in great shape themselves. No, I, I, I just... 
I, I cannot... F- tell me if I'm wrong. I, no, no. I can't fathom that. No, that, that's fine. I think that cup's fine. Um, you know, we, when you want to experiment early on in the round. But when you get down to the, the stage of the, where we're at now, next game's a semi-final. Wow. Why, why are you doing it? I'm, th- I'm looking at the goalkeepers that played. Dean Henderson, top, top keeper. So there's not a problem in changing him for De Gea. No. Or De Gea for him. No. You know, there's not a problem there. Um, Man City, proper goalie played, did he? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Everton, Jordan Pickford, uh, Jordan Pickford play. Well, yeah, he, he, no, Olsen played, but he has been shuttling him anyway, so yes. he's got experience. You know, I just think, yeah, it was a strange one in a yeah, but game. But they're not under the same pressure. Carlo Ancelotti's not under no, the same stress, no. nor is Guardiola. Arteta is. Mm. He, he, more than any, I mean, I, this leapt out at me this week. I, I can't believe what I'm reading. Back page of the mail, Arsenal pay cuts. Stars' wages will drop 25% if they go down. And, and I'll go back and read the headline again. Arsenal. I know. I know. Sam I Allardyce that. to say today, but, but don't kid yourselves, you're in a relegation scrum. Mm. Now, I know he wants to tease them in and place that seed. Yeah. But, but right now, mm-hmm. and, and that, a, a result midweek would have, would have lifted, lifted everything. Up, lifted and there does seem to be one or two dissenting voices amongst the... The supporters there as well now growing. That's that's I'm not surprised, problem. are you? You know, I think the difference between Brucey and him as well is a big one because Brucey went in there, most of the fans not wanting him there. Mm. Arteta went in there with a hundred percent of the fans wanting him there, thinking that this was the way forward. I said to you at the time, this, this was a new era. It came back to me this week when I saw Ancelotti talking about the offer Fergie made. Yeah, come to Manchester United. Mm. And he said I can't because I've already said yes to Real Madrid. But but that was a ready-made top end. Oh serious football <laughs> coach available and you choose Mikel Arteta, mm. unproven, and, and just because he sat next to Guardiola for a couple of years, Fraudiola, and, um, <laughs> has the magic Richard's, rubbed off. Richard's pet name for Guardiola, in case anyone's wondering <laughs> if it was a, a mistaken uh, utterance. It wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, so I, d- I don't get it. Jose, good luck to you. I mean, what a draw now. Um, everybody's thinking that way. Uh, no, no excuses. No disrespect to I Brentford. Mean, but no, no excuses. Jose, if, if Josie's not in the, the final of the League Cup with Tottenham, there'll be many, many bigger questions being asked. Wanted to run this past you. Jose Mourinho issued a robust defence of Tottenham's playing style. This is last week, prior mm. to last week's uh, games. Um, as he compared looking at statistics to an incredible piece of meat or fish, but badly cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the stats say player B had 92% of efficiency in his passing, but the stats don't say that the player only made passes of two metres uh, or the player was a centre-back or only passed to the other centre-back. Uh, the stats many times are like an incredible piece of meat or fish, but um, as I say, badly cooked. It doesn't tell me much, said Mourinho. Well, listen, they're there because it's information. I've always said to you from year dot when stats started to become an important part of the game for a lot of people that uh, so it's it's just you can't just say pass completion bang uh, passes completed bang where and how were they square were they back were they forward were they in the last third your attacking third the middle third or your defensive third no one tells you that that no. about them no and i'm guessing i would say that there are more passes played square and back in certain football matches by the top teams then there are forward in every single game I watch. Do you know the best goal I saw this week? Burnley's keeper through the middle, swift, 
quick passing. Oh, that, that, yeah. Out wide left. It wasn't just long. Fantastic lumped. cross mm -hmm. goal. That was a great and goal. And back to front in probably 12 seconds. And, and the ball, Andy, shifted in a way that most people wouldn't expect to see Burnley play. But it can be done. And if you're moving the ball about quickly like that, as you've always said, you've got half a chance, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, always. Than always. fiddling about square backwards into the I keeper. Get, listen, I, I get it. If, you, if you've got a coach that wants to uh, just simply say possession is the most important thing in this football match, then fine. If you want a coach that says creating chances is the most important thing in a football match for me, then that's better for me. Mikel Arteta told us that if we wanted a fair reflection of his team, we should look at the stats. The Arsenal manager explained that the matches his side have lost of late, Burnley, Spurs and Everton, mm -hmm. were statistical anomalies. <laughs> so, let me... <laughs> <laughs> so no. the times today have gone to the uh, trouble of I'm looking a little more closer. Of obliging. Um, they have the fourth poorest attacking record. Only yeah. West Brom, Burnley and Sheffield United have scored fewer than their 0.86 goals per game. Yeah. But there is good news here. But no great injustice in this. They do rank slightly higher for expected goals, which measures attacking quality based on the abundance and nature of chances. Uh, but only just. They're 15th overall with 1.12 per game expected goal and that's a significant <laughs> struggling to read no, this. I'm no surprised. <laughs> that suggests a significant reason behind their failure to score is a simple failure to create chances. Now I I, I didn't need an expected goal stat there to tell no me. No me. No I didn't. I, I, I didn't need any stat there I to tell didn't. me. I, I know what I've looked at over the, 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 the I just have to look at the league table. See goals for goes against and know there's a problem somewhere. I need to know that they're sitting 15th in the league and know there's a problem. I've watched all those games. Yes they sometimes pass the ball about lovely. But where does it get them? Where does it get them if there's no end product? Keep, a keep it a centre-back from inside the six-yard uh, box. Uh, although a misfiring star forward is no sorry. help, Arsenal uh, are in the lower reaches for several key attacking measures. Oh, on, Not only shot conversion, they're 15th, big <laughs> chances per game, 14th, shots per game, 15th, and expected goals, 15th. Uh, for which well, you would say 15th in the table is not an unfair return. Well, I think they're top of the league then, aren't they? But, but, there's, there's, there's worse. Ah. Uh, in defence, the picture is not so dreary. Arsenal have had an expected goals conceded of 1.18 per game, which is the sixth best. Yeah. Only problem is, if you've got 1.18 expected conceding and only 0.8 goals scored, <laughs> seems to me that you're going to lose every game you play then. <laughs> Honestly. <Damn> me. <laughs> I think you you can look at Arsenal without the statistics and say uh, toiling. Yes, seriously, absolutely toiling, absolutely toiling. I mean, you talk about getting back to front and changing play and what have you. I think I've noticed in the last couple of weeks he's he's actually started or asked his players to go forward a bit more often and a bit more regular um, than just throwing it out from the. There's back. trouble there, Andrew. Yeah, I'm, I've been be, telling you for some time. Could, there is trouble there, and and it, it's ironic that and we did mention it last week, and we're going to. To it, we're going to investigate it yet further on right. this program because 46 years ago, Arsenal were in this very same situation. You're joking. The very same situation. 46? Yes. Wow. This is their worst start for 46 years. And our guest today is someone who was playing in that team. I'd have been playing against them. You would have done. I would have done. Um, so it's a very good morning to Liam Brady. Brady. My um, favourite Arsenal player, you know. Liam. Yes. Your favourite Arsenal player? Yeah. Yeah. Are there many to choose from? Oh, loads. Are there? Yeah. Liam, good morning. How Matt are you? Rice. 
George. Good morning, Graham. Richard. George Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like you dropped the phone there just for a minute when he said that. No, I closed the door. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to read this team to you. Rimmer. Oh. Not bad. Yeah. Difficult job Jimmy replacing Bob. Keeper. Yeah, but replacing Bob. Aye. Double winning goalkeeper. Not easy. Story. Gone at this stage, I would have said. Blockley brought up the right way. Proper bloke. Um, good habits. I, I take it to play for Coventry. Then. He, he did. For oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Simpson, yeah, yeah. Simpson, gone. No, he wasn't. Peter Simpson. At this point, Armstrong, Geordie Armstrong, loved it. Alan Ball, play as long as you like. Fabulous. Um, Kelly, Eddie Kelly, Eddie, cup right. final goal scorer, the one that George tried to nick. Yeah. Uh, Matthews, never heard of him. Never heard. Who's Matthews, Leo? John Matthews, who was a kid the same age as me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Up top, kiddo, yeah. trouble, trouble. Kiddo. Kiddo. In a bad mood, <laughs> trouble. Radford, fabulous centre forward. But at this point, I think change is required. And also part of this team, Liam Brady. Oh. So you this, think there were too many old players? This was the starting eleven in 1974. Wow. 46 years ago when they had an equally bad start to the one that they're enduring right now. So Liam, why? <laughs> well, in those days... Uh, there was a major transition going at the club. I think Bertie Me had decided that he was going to go with a lot of young players. A lot of young players. I got my chance about then. John Matthews, as you mentioned. Then before long, it was uh, like Staples and O'Leary, Rick. So it was uh, a major transition going on. The team that won the double in 71 was breaking up. Alan Ball came in 72. I think that created quite a few problems in the dressing room. Did it? Why? Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> I think he was earning a lot more money than they were. And, and, <laughs> yeah, uh, get that now. That usually, it's, that usually, it's a simple reason, that usually isn't it? Creates, <laughs> usually creates problems. And I believe Ball, he was prone to be leaving his wage, uh, his wage slip <laughs> lying on the, on, the, on the dressing room table, you know. With, with uh, a purpose, uh, Liam, do you think? Yeah, so the boys could see it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he was, a, you know... He's a bit of a character bally, but probably that wasn't the right right thing to do. Uh, so we had we had a situation where the dressing room wasn't really pulling together, and a lot of kids who were probably in the team um, a little bit early, uh, and we struggled for that reason, and didn't really get going for another three seasons. You know, it wasn't until 1977, 78 that we began to. Uh, feature at the top of the table, not uh, not the very top, but you know the top mm. six, top eight, and and be a good cup side. And that was that was after a change of management as well, then, wasn't it? Well, it was Bertie me, but, but Bobby Bertie was kind of an office manager. He was he he wasn't really the guy on the training ground. And uh, the double team had Don Howe. Then it went from when Don left to manage West Brom, it went to Steve uh, Burtonshaw. Oh yeah. Uh, then Bertie changed that and put Bobby Campbell. So it was Bobby Campbell who, who went on to manage quite a few teams, Chelsea, Fulham, so forth. Uh, he became the first team coach. And I think it was his his pushing that uh, for Bertie to put all these kids in the in the team, you know. So that, that was what was going on at the time. And then Terry Neal got the job and, and kind of reaped the benefit of those kids having had two or three seasons um, experience um, you know from 18 to 21, 17 to 20 things like that mm-hmm. you know. But the frightening thing Liam as you talk 
for a modern day Arsenal fan, as you said, three years yeah. before we got going again. Are, are there similarities between what we're seeing now and what Arsenal were going through then? Oh, well, and is it going okay. to be another three years before they get back to where they were? Well, when you say back to where they were, what do you mean, Richard? Well, I, well I, top four regularly. Yes. Winning the um, FA Cup regularly. Well, the, before Arsene left, he'd won the FA Cup in three or four seasons. Yeah. He finished. finished in the top yeah. four twice. Mm -hmm. And and what brought about the, 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 the end was that he finished sixth. Right. And that was deemed not to be good enough. Mm -hmm. But won the cup. Yeah. Now, so top, you know, top four, winning a cup. Be careful what you wish for is what I would say, Liam. But yeah, back, back, back to the dizzy heights of sixth <laughs> and competing at the back end of cup competition. You can't see that. Dizzy heights of sixth. Well, there's no guarantee, Richard. You know, I'm worried. There's no doubt about it. There's no guarantee. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot more strength in the Premier League than when Arsenal, Arsenal was running Arsenal and Fergie was running uh, Manchester United. Are you, you know, seriously got... worried, Liam? I'm, I'm, I'm staggered to hear you say that. Are you seriously concerned about your team's survival chances, let's say, this year? No, I'm not concerned about the survival chances, although right. I am looking at I am looking at the, <laughs> the amount of points between ourselves and, and, and the people operating down the bottle. So you're looking below you league. rather than above you? Yeah, you know, I'd settle for... I settled for 10th this year, Andrew, you know? Would you, can I bring some realism to this conversation? Yes. Big Sam says today, and I've mentioned it, Liam, before you joined us, with a purpose, Arsenal, you are in a relegation scrap. I think he wants to spread that notion, that seed in the minds of those at Arsenal. But, but if you're not in a relegation scrap, then, then how would you describe your current plight? Because I, I, I don't see too many teams beneath you. No, I think we're in a, a really poor vein of form. You know, we're really struggling, uh, one, to keep goals, uh, to stop conceding goals, and we're, we're letting in poor goals. Uh, we're not scoring enough goals. That's very, very obvious. Uh, and the discipline of the team has got, to, has got to improve. You know, we've lost three players in maybe four or five matches uh, to stupid red cards. Uh, and it's probably cost us in those particular matches and uh, like after that it's going to cost you as well because mm -hmm. these players are going to be suspended for uh, another three games and you don't have them available in, in, a, in a period where uh, in the Premier League you're playing every three days you know you, there's, there's no respite you're every three days every four days you're, you've got to play another game Liam if you look at Arsenal let, let, let's look at this they're a team that's a big team that's struggling to get results sitting 15th in the league, uh, all looking short and all the things you've just said. So have they got the right components then, let me ask you, to get out of that? By that, I mean a coach who has no experience, really, at this level, none. Uh, senior players who have no experience at this level, none. And are the young players like you were asked to do 46 years ago good enough to stand up and be counted and get themselves out of this. So it seems a combination of negatives rather than positives at Arsenal right now. Well, to, to answer your question, mm. uh, I think they have enough to, you know, to get up the table yeah, and me too. operate around mid-table. You know, I, I think it, it, it's probably down to getting a, a confidence-boosting win uh, and taking it from there and putting a few points on the board and then pulling away from the relegation zone. Uh, I think the kids are up to it. I think there's 
quite a few kids thrown in there, mm-hmm. um, like Saka Martinelli, who's yeah. just come back, who have have the ability and the character to pull pull us clear of it. Uh, on the senior side of things, that that's where my worry would be, um, uh, and that's down now to the to the coach, as you said, he hasn't uh, has no experience in in this kind of situation, um, but. You know, I think we've got to uh, we've got to stick with him um, at least for this season and see what he does. Mm-hmm. What if Liam? And I've read this headline already to Andy again prior to your joining us. Back page of the Mail this week: three big letters. Arsenal pay cuts. Stars' wages will drop twenty five percent if they go down. Did you ever think you would see a head? I didn't think I'd ever see a headline such as that. Um, with with that suggestion accompanying it, uh, th- 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 this, I mean, we'll operate around mid table. Is that it? Is that all we can expect from this Arsenal? year? This year, yeah. No, I'm talking about this year. Well, the things have got to improve dramatically, but it's not only the 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 the, the manager or stroke the coach uh, that uh, uh, has got to improve. You've got to improve the the structure of the club, which is being very, very poor, really going back to the time that um, David Dean left the board. You know, the board is no longer functioning as it once was. It's redundant. You have executives. You had Ivan Z- uh, Gazidis come in in 2008 and had the, he had this constant like, battle with Wenger who would control the, 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 the spending on transfers and uh, the spending on contracts and so forth, and in the end, like Wenger, as you said, left, and and Gazidis got uh, total control, and and the people he put in place have been uh, total failures, really. Um, you look at his track record on buying players. You look at uh, Sanale, who, who's recently left the club. He Gazidis brought him from Barcelona. He was supposed to be in charge of negotiations and transfers, and the most that's been spent in, let's say, the last five or six years. You're, you're talking about 300 million, Richard, 350 million. Mm-hmm. But it's been spent so badly that we really are in in this mess. How... And that's why I'm saying it's going to take time to unravel all these things. And we've got to put people in place who are capable of uh, of, one, identifying really good players, and getting the signings over the line. How, how deep was the rift, and, and how bad was the working relationship between Gazidis and Wenger? Well, it's like everything else, Richard. If 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 you're winning, everybody gets on fine, don't they? But when when the team was was not uh, uh, featuring in in challenging for Champions League positions, or it it, it began to unravel, and uh, Arsenal was was probably hung out to dry by Gazidis uh, with with the owner. Uh, um, I don't really know the ins and outs of exactly what went on, but that seems to be um, the picture that I can envisage is is, is Gazidis and, and Wenger really didn't have a working relationship. And the manager has to have a working relationship with the chief executive stroke board. And we know Kroenke is in, in America. He's not a soccer person. Um, he's bought this club as an investment and it's proved to be a great investment, but 
Um, he's thrown about 350 million away in the last three or four years on bad players. You know, you look at it. You look at the players we signed on the Sanale alone. You know, Pepe for 72 million. <laughs> you know, Lil Lil never sold. A player for seventy-two million. Only if know. Arsenal are bidding. <laughs> I don't. Well, you, yeah. you know, you know why I'm. Yeah. I'm poking you, you laugh. You two can laugh. <laughs> it's not a laughing matter. It's not a laughing matter for us. Arsenal. I know. Sorry. I, I, I know. I, I, <laughs> listen, you, for, for, you spanked my team too often down the years for me not to enjoy what's happening at the moment. I mean, I'm sorry, Liam. I don't enjoy. You enjoy that. No, I don't enjoy. But it. And, and I, 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 I enjoy. Look, I, I repeat, be careful what you wish for, right? Um, my next question is, do you do you believe Gazidis persuaded Kroenke to finish Wenger? Is, is is that what ultimately happened? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Gazidis had this idea. He wanted to wrestle the the uh, the power of, of buying and selecting players away from the manager. And he was going to, going to create a coach uh, rather than a manager. Uh, right. And then, you know, you, Emery came in. He was a very, very poor. Just a man couldn't even speak English, you know. Uh, again, you're laughing, but that's the truth. I know, I know. You know? And uh, he was running up and down the sideline, waving his arms around. And, you know, nobody did, Nobody knew what, what he wanted, what he was doing. He sanctioned all these signings through Tanale. Uh, and... I feel sorry for uh, Miguel Arteta having to having to unravel all this thing, you know? Did you appoint the wrong coach? You had a choice between Ancelotti, a giant in the game, and Arteta, a novice, who went in, Liam, I think, looking for trouble. Didn't need to. There was plenty of it for him to find. And, and my, my, from a distance, my conclusion is the senior players are not having him. Am I right or wrong? I think you're wrong on that side of things. Yeah, I think you're wrong. I think uh, you're obviously referring to uh, Ozil uh, when you say he went looking for trouble. Yes. Uh, he gave Ozil plenty of chances. In fact, Ozil performed for a couple of months uh, when Arteta came, uh, as did as did all the other lads who had question marks behind them, people like, David Luiz looked better, Xhaka looked better, uh, the defence looked better, looked better organised, uh, Ozil was playing okay, uh, but Ozil just went, reverted back to type, he's, he's, he's not a good, a good guy in the dressing room, he's not a good guy on the pitch, I have no problem with Arteta bombing him. Uh, he <laughs> needed lad. bombing. That's me and you he, do he, agree he, on Gazidis, that. <laughs> Gazidis should have let him go on a free three years ago. <laughs> and we should have spent the what we paying him, 20 mil a year, 17 mil a year. Oh, that would be three oh, years. That would be 50 geez. million that we could have invested on a good young player instead of having him around the place. Do you think there's, a, there's any appetite to from the board to give Arteta any trouble? Or are you, do you get the feeling they're still 100% right behind them? Well, there's no board, Andy. You know, you, you, you've got... Uh, <laughs> the owners, then. The owners, that, yeah. The owners. The, well, the owners have... have uh, uh, I think there's a, uh, a man in there called uh, Tim Shipman, I think, if I'm correct, who's Stan Cronk's lawyer. He's been asked to come in and, 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 you know, look at things and see how things can improve and so forth. Um Will they back him in the transfer market? I don't think they will. I, I, I think they'll 
they've they've spent their money, I think now, and uh, they'll they'll uh, either stick with him and what he's got at the moment, or if they bring a new manager, you know, obviously they'll they'll have to give him money as 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 is always the case you know the new manager comes in and says well i don't want these players i don't want <laughs> these five players I, I need five players to replace them and that'll have to happen i suppose but i don't think there's going to be any kind of knee-jerk reaction uh to where we are at the moment i think he'll he'll get the rest of the season but, but unless the... unless unless we don't you know if we go if we get beat in the next three matches, things might change, Andy. Yeah, is it a danger, though, that Arsenal are, are falling into uh, this trap where if we don't open the checkbook one, we think we've got enough there, mistake. Um, uh, if we change the manager, mm, another coach in, mistake. I mean, is it a danger that they might start just, you say, getting back to what they were, might for the next five or six years in horror for Arsenal fans to hear, might Arsenal, if they're not careful, find themselves just floating around between 10th and 6th if they don't get their act together, not only on the pitch, but behind the scenes? Yeah. Yeah. There's no danger that uh, that could happen. Absolutely. You see, that, that, that for me is... You, what, you look, at, look at the team we've got now, Andy. Yeah, look yeah. at the team we've got. There's not one player that we've bought Apart from Martinelli, uh-huh. who came as a, a relatively uh, cheap signing, yes. you know, he was a unknown kid in Brazil, and and it was a he, he's he's a very good signing. But you look at all the other players we signed; none of them are worth what we paid for them. In fact, you'd be lucky to get half the price of what we paid for them. That's a mess. See, I I grew up in in that era, Liam, that you played in. You 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 said it yourself. We were a good cup side. Mm. I mean. Is that what Arsenal have now become? Well, that's what they've been the last few years. Uh, you know, we didn't we didn't challenge the Champions League positions last season, but no. we won the cup mm. and we got in into Europe because of that. Uh, uh, that's the way it's been for a while, Richard. You know, and Arsenal fans, uh, I think they realise that they're not stupid. They're looking at the team and going, "Well, this is never going to challenge the top four. Uh, it's so, not. They're, right, they're actually right, though, aren't they, Liam? Uh, they're right. It's I, I, not going to challenge. Unless things dramatically change with the owners uh, and the board, uh, you know, we will be treading water, I think, for the next few seasons. Can I ask you something about Arteta then, Liam? Tell me what he is in respect of, we talk about the modern setup in clubs. Is Arteta the manager? By that, I mean, does he go in? control most things and advise them who to buy and who to sell? Or is he the coach who gets players from someone else? And who is that someone else, if that's the case? Who buys Arsenal's players? Well, it was Sanale. um, uh, And I think Arteta has much more say in things than when he came. You know, when he came, he came as this kind of, the model was, the the club would buy the players yes. and he would coach them. Yeah, but uh, he was, you know, he did really well in his first few months in the job, and he won the cup, and we beat some top teams to do that. Uh, the team looked immediately looked more organised, it looked better, and I think they decided, well, this is someone we can trust to buy the players. Okay. Uh, and to be fair to Arteta, he hasn't really had a he, a party. Uh, the lad from uh, Atletico Madrid is is his big sign and. 
I, I do question the fact that he went along with the William deal. I don't think that I don't think that helped his position. Uh, but to be fair, he hasn't really had a go in the transfer market, you know. And and where we're going to get the money from, I don't know because we've wasted all this money. Who can we sell to raise any money? You know, Liverpool were were they weren't in a similar position, but they hadn't won the league for years. They hadn't, mm. you know been uh, challenging for the Champions League. But when uh, Klopp took over, uh, he had Coutinho to sell. He could sell him for $150 million and then buy Van Dijk and buy Alisson, the goalkeeper. It's not a situation like that at Arsenal. No, it's true. United have struggled, haven't replaced Fergie. There are signs, maybe, 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 maybe. Are, are Arsenal in the same situation, Liam? Did, did, what, what I'm saying is, did you allow Wenger to stay too long? Um, did we allow... No, we didn't. We didn't and the man's track record speaks for itself, Richard. We, were, As you say, we were in the top four every year. OK, we weren't challenging for the league anymore, but that was because, you know, the, the might of Man City came along with the, the backing of uh, Abu Dhabi um, yeah. money, you know, millions upon millions upon millions. Abramovich at Chelsea. Yeah. Mm. At Chelsea. Um, you know, so he, he, it was difficult for Wenger to keep up the, the standard that he, 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 he brought to the club because of this. Um, you know, are, are we going to, are we going to see those days again? Uh, not, Probably not with these owners, Richard. You know what I mean? If if you get back to the very top of the league, you're probably going to need a similar situation to what Manchester City got or, or what Chelsea have or even Everton at the moment. You know, I think Everton are investing hugely in 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 in, in the club and in the yeah. team to, to make them challenge. Well, ironically, the Liam, they're, they're spending Usmanov's money. Why, <laughs> why, I mean, instead of fighting him, why didn't Arsenal embrace him? Well, you'd have to ask Stan Kroenke that. It's, he wanted uh, to have the club and it, it was a constant battle with Usmanov, uh, a power struggle. And in the end, Usmanov just, just gave up and went somewhere else. A lot of Arsenal fans are thinking. Uh, you leave him alone. He's doing a good job where he is. Yeah, <laughs> well, he, he, he wanted to invest in the in the club, but you know, Cronker wouldn't wouldn't allow it. So, uh, but surely, when Cronker bought Arsenal the football club, he's, sorry, probably, sorry. Got, he's yeah. probably got it for four hundred million. Yeah. It's probably worth two billion now. But surely you know? the owners realise that if if they don't invest uh, a sufficient amount of money, they're just going to flounder and paddle it sort of float around really aimlessly rather than be challenging these Manchester cities, these big powerhouses, Chelsea, even Manchester United look to be investing well again. Uh, you know, if they don't get their act together behind the scenes and support a coach with, listen, hundreds of millions of pounds to invest, they're not going to get back to where they want to be, surely. Yeah, I agree totally <laughs> with you. You know, you're, 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 you're summed up you know how I feel. No. I can't see it happening, to be honest. Frightening. Unless you get, a, unless you get a brilliant manager who can yes. do it, and but maybe you have one. Maybe you well, don't. We don't know. Uh, we, don't we don't know, know. yet. I think yeah. the jury's still out. Mm. The jury's still out. There's pluses and minuses, you know. 
But at the moment, we stick with them. We back them. We support the team. Hopefully, on Boxing Day, we get a result against Chelsea. Come down to Brighton, get another result. Maybe, maybe dare I say, it, four points from two games, and the picture will look a bit different. Yeah. Do you, I was just going to say, do you think, and it's, it's a horrible thing to say, maybe, but do you think because of the pandemic and there's no fans at your ground and there's not 60-odd thousand there watching How can you tell? Week, <laughs> it's the same atmosphere <laughs> no but you know what I mean Lane. do you think it's actually it's helping me Kellen respect that maybe if there were 60,000 dissenting voices uh, being at them uh, every week uh, that things might be different for them well you see the, uh, em- empty tin cans make the most noise yeah, Andy. Uh, and yeah, uh, uh, it's all the, these people I think in general in general the Arsenal fan bases behind our okay, good. Uh, they, they saw enough in the first few months to say, no, we're going to give this young, young coach a chance. Okay. And let's say, so I know he hasn't done, doesn't have the experience, but there's been lots of young coaches, uh, you know, being brought into the game and, and, and gone on to be superb managers, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I think in general, the fan base is, is, is behind our, our okay, And I think if, if the, if the fans were in the stadium, they'd be trying to help them by right. supporting the team. One last question, because we've taken up enough of your time. You've been very kind, Liam. We've got when, out of bed this morning. I, I know. When you went to watch Theo Walcott as head of, what was it, the academy? What, 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 what was the job that you had back then? What? Yeah, I was, a, I was academy manager, yeah. head of youth. Yeah. When you went to watch Walcott, how tempted were you to take the kid on the other side, Gareth Bale? <laughs> Well, he was he, he was equally impressive, you know. Um, uh, they were both outstanding young players. Um, uh, we put our reports in, and we, we bought Walcott. You know, uh, you're not telling Bale, me the truth, there, are you? You're, you're... <laughs> Bale went to, Bale went Sorry? I sense that you may have recommended that you take Bale. Would that be the case? Uh, I think it was the case, yeah. Uh, uh, but you were... You, we were trying to get them for, you know, before they became yes. even players at yeah, Southampton, yeah, yeah. Richard. You know, we yeah. were trying to... Uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the parlance, in football parlance, we were trying to nick them, you Correct. know. Exactly. So I it's been done many yeah, times uh, over the years, Liam. <laughs> yeah. we, we, were, we, we should have tried to nick both of them rather than yeah. just one of them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it could have been there. But every 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 club has that kind of yeah story. Yeah, uh, we should have done this or we should have yeah. done that. But, well, uh, it could have been no, the case. No, if you go back to the Arsenal, if you go back to the Arsenal team, it needs a major uh, uh, change. It needs major change, and it's going to take maybe a couple of years to do it. I just hope Arteta uh, can uh, show he's got the ability to do it over the course of this season. I think at the end of the season, if if we don't, if we don't get away comfortably from the relegation zone, oh. uh, they might change the they might change the coach, stroke manager. Listen, I don't want to name names, but looking at this group, how many need to go? How much change? Oh, uh, uh, six, eight, maybe. Uh, uh, you know, oh. Jacka. Uh, I didn't uh, want you to name uh, names, but you carry on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Jacka, Tobias, Mustafi, Socrates, um, Luis. There's four to start with, you know. Luis, William. Uh, Luis, William. Well, Pepe, Pepe, Pepe William. Yeah. Luis, 
That's seven now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I could probably well, name another three if I had yeah, the squad yeah. in front of me. Yeah, yeah you could. You see. Uh, Liam, mm. um, it's been fantastic. Thank you. And I, I'm I'm not laughing with enjoyment, really. No. It, it's just that your reaction is... Um, is is well, cares. Yeah, enjoyable in itself. Yeah, yeah it's, it's most yes. unusual uh, to find Arsenal in these situations. It's not often we get Brady squirming. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's like everything else. Everybody's got pulled together to yes. get out of this situation. Every, everybody's got pulled together. And we've got to support the team. We've got to support the manager. Good. And that's what I'm going to be doing. Good lad. Good man. Thank you, Liam. Thanks, Liam. Great Top to man. talk. Okay. And I uh, hope you've had a good Christmas. How good was he? Uh, as good as he was when he played. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I actually meant as a player. I should have made that more specific. Oh, yeah. right. I thought you meant tonight. Uh, well, today. Listen, I mean, just listening to him. He's no, as a player, he, Richard, absolutely sensational. Uh, he's one. Of, he was one of those players, you, you see them now and again, where you actually think the ball and the body are the one. You know, when he had it under his control, that was it. I mean, I, I think it was him, wasn't it, who drifted down the line in that FA Cup final yes. with a ball... Stuck to his foot, yes, and he swung it over for Sunderland. Well, Rico, I think, crossed it. Was I it? think, yeah, I think Rico crossed Rico it. Rico crossed it, but the way he just went, 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 he went through there. It was, he's like a knife through a bar. He was an amazing footballer. And in fact, like we were talking about Ozil and him. Many people have down the years said, Yeah, that kind of player, Ozil. Nah, now nah, Ozil's a good player, but no, nah, he was never as good as Liam. Graham Souness replaced him at Sampdoria. I yeah. mean, it shouldn't be forgotten. Liam had a fabulous, yes. game. was ultimately replaced at Juventus, Juventus. by Platini. Um, <laughs> so. But but there was a pre-season friendly as part of the deal that that, that saw uh, Liam leave Sampdoria and and uh, had lived next to and got very close to Trevor Francis. Yeah, and and he he he, he I remember <laughs> pulled Trevor up partway through the game. He said, "Well, what's what, what's the matter with him, Graham?" He said, he, "He's going around looking to kick lumps out of me. Uh, you know, have I upset him in some way? What's what's, what's the matter?" Trevor said, "Well, you." Probably shouldn't have taken all the lights with you when you left. <laughs> the bulbs? No. I, I don't know if it was the bulbs <laughs> or the, the lights. <laughs> when, Graham, when Graham took over the house, yeah, it, was empty. it was late night. And he, no he was lights. looking to exact his revenge. Uh, that sounds uh, like, that uh, sounds like Graham. <laughs> right. Uh, that's it for this one. I mean, if you're an Arsenal fan, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be expecting too much too soon. Not unless there's major change. Um, absolutely frightening uh, contact us please if you wish on Insta and Twitter at Keys and Grey Pod K-E-Y-S-A-N-D-G-R-A-Y Pod Keys and Grey Pod uh, like I said we're available on Instagram and Twitter um, leave us a um, what do we call it a review a review yeah yes. leave us a review good bad or indifferent preferably good that would be nice yeah uh, have a very, very lovely Christmas, what's left of it. Yeah, and we yeah. will see you ahead of you have, yeah. the new year when Arsenal will have played again, Chelsea and Brighton. Ooh. OK, update next week. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 